0: So our next guest is Karen Fennessy, who is the Regional Programme Manager for the Healthy Age-Friendly Homes. Homes. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a mouthful, really, isn't it? It is, yes. And this is a new role for you. um, So... And you're literally just in the job a couple of weeks.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And indeed, the programme itself is a completely new programme, isn't it?
1: Yes, well, um, they've done a pilot for the last two years on uh, nine counties around the country. Now, unfortunately, Clare was not one of them, but uh, certainly Limerick and Tipperary were. Does
2: that mean we're not getting old in Clare? <laughs>
1: Yes, they're all young at heart, I think, in <laughs> <and> Clare, anyway. <laughs> um, so I suppose the the nine pilot sites have been monitored at a national level and reports have gone back to the Department of Health and the Department of Housing that are supporting this programme. Um, and it was also supported by Maynooth University that... Um, would have done the, the kind of uh, synopsis crunching. and data research around the pilot. So it was proven to be successful beyond all doubt, um, I suppose to the point where the Department of Health are going to now fund a full national scale-up of the programme under their the Slantier Care plan.
0: And so um, I think the purpose of it, if I've understood it correctly, is to allow older people in Clare to age in place in other words to go on living in their own homes for as long as it's possible I remember that there was a survey done some years ago that showed that 89% of older people in Clare want to remain in their own homes rather than go to other facilities such as a nursing home or whatever as long as they possibly can Yeah, so that's correct That's that's uh, wonderful to see that there's an actual a national response to that uh, demand from people yes but how is it going to operate?
1: well um as part of the full national scale up um there's there's going to be a recruitment campaign which is actually going on at the moment and they will recruit a coordinator in every county and city um in Ireland and really it's going to be the coordinator's role to go and visit an older person in their home once they've been referred to the programme. May I just ask, who does the referral? Well... The referrals actually come from a number of sources. So they would come from healthcare providers like GPs or um, even the, the hospitals, um, occupational therapists, public health nurses. But equally, we would get referrals from people themselves, we would get referrals from mam- family members, um, housing departments within the local authority, and sometimes social care workers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of different sources to bring together, yes, isn't it? Yeah. it is, yeah. So I interrupted
0: you there. You were talking about the, the coordinator's roles.
1: Yeah, so I, I suppose the coordinator will go and visit an older person and do um, a full needs assessment on what their requirements would be to allow them to remain at home in the long term. Um, so... Uh, what would come out of that assessment um, could be any number of needs. Now, predominantly what's been shown from the pilot is that about 56% of the actions that have come out of those needs assessment have been around um, home adaption. And um, a lot of older people don't actually know that there are grants available through the local authority housing department. Um, But... Equally, they may just need a bit of help in order to access that funding as well. I mean, we, we kind of know that the public sector can be a bit unwieldy sometimes and sometimes the forms can be complicated. But that's where the coordinator will come in and kind of fill up the forms with the person, explain it all to them, then put the grant application into the housing department and kind of be an advocate for that person to to get the process through to completion. What are the sort of things
0: that can be put in place to help
1: people? Well, typically um, older people to allow them to remain at home may require um, a downstairs bathroom, they may require a stair lift in order to get upstairs to a perfectly reasonable bathroom that's already there. So they're the main supports that, that we would do through a home adaption grant Um, We would also help them to access um, SEAI funding, which is around um, energy efficiency and upgrades that way in their home. The likes of insulation. Yes, yeah. Uh And um, new windows and that kind of thing. Um, Now, other supports that they may need um, could be around community and social supports they may need meals on wheels they may need befriending service they may just want to be put in touch with social groups like active retirement that might be operating in their area so the coordinator will kind of have all that knowledge and bring that to the visit um Typically other supports that would be offered would be around the area of technology and this is quite a new area in terms of supporting older people to continue living at home. Um, so you may have heard about pendant alarms um, that you would wear around your neck and they they do like a little watch where you press a button. but. Technology has kind of moved on uh, quite rapidly in the last couple of years where um, a company called Tunstall that are supporting the programme
2: How do you spell that, uh, Karen?
1: Tunstall uh, T-U-N-S-T-A-L-L
2: Yeah, Tunstall, yeah Tunstall okay. Sorry,
1: mm. that's my accent <laughs> um, So typically they would offer what they call a pan-pan watch and it looks like a regular watch which, you know people would be comfortable wearing. And it does all the things that a watch does in terms of tell the time, it monitors your steps, it monitors your heart rate. But it's got a button on the side, which is your SOS button if you should have a fall. It has a fall detector as well in this watch. Um, And that is monitored 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So, Typically, if a person falls, then someone will start talking to them through the watch and say, look, can I get you some help? And it's GPS tracked, so the typical old pendant alarms only operated within the home. These new watches would operate anywhere in Ireland.
2: Are they expensive?
1: Um, It's €200 to buy the watch outright, and then it's €20 a month for the monitoring.
2: So A lot cheaper than some of the um, I one-name names now that are yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrist devices would say that monitor everything. If you look yeah. at
1: uh, what people pay for like the iPhone watches, yeah. for instance. I mean, yeah. there's no comparison. And into we'll be up to
2: 1,000 for some of the, the, yeah, the really top-of-the-range ones. And yeah. the
1: safety and confidence that it has yeah. given That's, people yeah. to just even get back out of the house and yeah. go to groups and socialise again. It's brilliant.
2: Yeah. And as you said, it's not dependent on being close to the house. You know, I presume it picks up with any... Uh, yeah,
1: day. I mean, they could the go all the way up to Donegal, have yeah. a fall, and it will still pick it up yeah yeah, yeah. Very good. that's a
0: wonderful uh, step forward i think mm-hmm.
1: yes does it
0: include um monitoring as a, as a in other words i think i've heard of a company that's uh, not this company but another company that does 24-hour monitoring of say for family members you know mm. that you can know when people are moving around the house this type of thing you know um it's the company that developed net secure i think they're based in carlo has developed now a sort of monitoring system within the home so that people can can find uh, family members could find a person who might have had a fall in the home
1: or something like that yeah it, and what's interesting about those type of supports Older people typically don't want them I'm because sure that's it's true. this yeah. idea yeah. that, that big, big brother's watching exactly. yeah. And older people have said to me, I don't want my daughter to know what time I got up uh, this yeah. morning. <laughs> so um, so that, they're not as popular as what you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea about the watch is it just gives people that independence um and there is support there if they should need it, um but it's it's not the family kind of monitoring the older person. Sure. So yeah. Well coming back to the programme now that you're
0: talking about here, you're recruiting the coordinators at the moment. You yourself then will be managing, I assume, coordinators yes. within County Clare. Yes. Uh, how does
1: uh, what about your own role then? How does that work? So um, my region is going to be the Midwest, so it'll be Limerick, Tipperary and Clare. Um, There'll be two coordinators in Limerick, um, really just based on population size. So there's over 100,000 people um, live in the city, I believe. And then obviously you've got the county as well. Um, And there'll be one coordinator in Clare and Tipperary will have two coordinators as well for kind of north and south Tipperary. Um, So my role will be to support the coordinators um, and also I would have a reporting role up to national level um, because we've obviously got to continue our reporting to the two government departments that are supporting the programme.
0: And this is all coming from the agency that's known as Age Friendly Ireland,
1: isn't it? Yeah, so Age Friendly Ireland would be my employer and they are a national shared service that's hosted by local government. Um, So their base is actually in Meath County Council, um, but they would support the programme um, nationally from Meath and um, age-friendly is not kind of a new concept it's been around for about the last I think 14 years now Um, and every local authority would have an age-friendly programme which would have been my role before with Clare County Council Um, and Every every county, I guess, is working on a strategic plan about age proofing the county. Um against You have
2: to be of a certain age to avail of these things?
1: Well, um that's when does a, one
2: become th- old?
1: That's a good question actually, because <laughs> Age Friendly Island um, would take its framework from the World Health Organization. Yeah. And the World Health Organization would say that um, someone is an older person at the age of 55, which I think is quite shocking. I well, mean, that was about shocking. middle age, you know. <laughs> you know um, and the reason for that yeah. is that at the age of 55 is when little health issues start creeping in. So I suppose the World Health Organization would like people to start looking after their long-term health before the age of 55, but okay. certainly 55 yeah, is the age yeah, that you yeah. should be waking up to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still in my 60s for another couple of months anyway. So, And I don't consider myself old.
1: No, absolutely <laughs> not, no.
2: But I'm very interested in what you're saying there what all that's, uh, that's available there, and, you know, for people to live. A lot longer, a lot safer, and at home for as long as they can, I suppose. I
1: think that's very reassuring to people. And as Patricia Rand said, um, the studies that have been done um, by older people have indicated that they don't want to go into nursing homes. They don't even want to go and live with a relative. They want to remain within the community that they know and love and in their own home very often. I think the important things as people get older are to
0: retain their independence and their autonomy over their own lives and how how they live their own lives for as long as humanly possible. Absolutely. uh, It's terrific to see uh, initiatives like this coming into play and um, helping people to achieve that you know really great yes yeah and it's not uh, without its drawbacks I suppose but it's very good to see the Department of Housing which often gets a really bad press for all the reasons we know uh, doing something which is really worthwhile and supportive to especially the older uh, person in the community
1: yeah and certainly for me I think what has been quite impressive is the fact that two government departments are working together on this you know very often uh, government works in silos um, so it's lovely to see that kind of collaborative approach and there is a national um, oversight group is uh, well, it's already in place over the programme. So um, my manager would be the national programme manager for the Healthy Homes programme, and, and he's reporting into that group, which typically would be heads of government departments. Um, and, I, and I suppose one uh, another good thing
0: about it is to see a, one government department learning from another, because I believe that this project actually um, came out of the original plan for... Um, looking after older people from a health perspective. I think the program's now called ICPOP. I'm not too sure what those initials yeah, stand for. It's the Integrated
1: Care Programme for Older People.
0: So, so this is the patient, the, the, whoever the person is, in the centre of the picture, if you like. Yes, And that's then you correct. have sort of like wings going out to the various health professionals that are involved in delivering that program and those benefits for the older person involved um.
1: yeah absolutely and that team they call it the ick pop team um <laughs> icky pop <laughs> well yeah <Maybe> not. <laughs> i mean that's hosted by the hse uh-huh. um but it is part of slantia care which is about the right care at the right place at the right time and putting the patient kind of central to all that so uh, I would have met with the the ICPOP team, certainly in Ennis. Um, they're based in St Joseph's Hospital. So they would take a patient usually referred from um, the hospital, maybe even accident and emergency, and they would work with that patient. They have all the um, kind of consultants in one team and they can get all of the appointments and supports from a health point of view. But certainly we've had referrals to our programme from that team, so it is an area that we're linking in with. That's great to know. Yeah.
2: Karen, so if, sorry, uh, Patricia, if, if people want more information, you know, and you've whetted my appetite anyway, and I presume you've whetted some of our listeners' appetites as well, how do they get in touch with you, or where would you suggest they start?
1: Yeah, well, um, we have an admin team yes. who are based in Meath County Council, Um, So their telephone number is 046-924-8899, and equally they could email HealthyAgeFriendlyHomes at meathcoco.ie, or they could visit our website, which is again HealthyAgeFriendlyHomes.ie.
2: HealthyAgeFriendlyHomes.ie, yeah, I must must remember that, (laughs) So.
0: Well with all those resources in place uh, there's no need for people to feel fearsome or feel fearful I should say about growing older in County Clare at least and uh, we look forward to seeing that programme really coming on the ground and being delivered and people being able to avail of it and most of all to be able to continue to live our lives as we want to live them as we grow older
1: yeah so. absolutely and I really want to thank you for the opportunity to come and promote our programme on, on your programme yes. today and I would be happy to come back and talk to you again you know once we, we've fully rolled it out in Clare
2: you certainly would be more than welcome and uh, you know while you were talking there earlier I was just thinking how about having a regular slot maybe on Scarface Community Radio for older people you know, that's a yeah, thought.
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah,
2: exactly. yeah that,
0: that happens in other uh, local radio stations, yeah, actually, yeah, where yeah, some yeah, of those yeah, uh, programmes. Yeah. So that's a thought, Tom, a new, a new departure for
2: exactly. us. Exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> Karen, I know uh, your choice of music is coming up here, but I believe you have a connection with a certain music venue in Limerick.
1: Is that right? No? Um,
2: Dolan's? No. No, I'm no, 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 mixed up. The mixed um, up, sorry. But,
1: well, th- yeah. talking about musical connection, yeah. uh, I am from, uh, my home city is Newcastle upon Tyne. Really? In the northeast yeah. of England. But even the suburb that I grew up was um, a little town called Wall's End, which historically is where Hadrian's Wall ends. Ah, yes. But, uh, fun fact, the uh, famous singer Sting hails from Walls End too Ah. so that is my claim to fame
2: (laughs) so do you want to introduce your choice of music for uh, um, Brian Adams
1: well one of my favourite artists is Brian Adams and I was fortunate to see him actually in concert in Newcastle some years ago and he was just absolutely brilliant so I love the summer of 69 so
2: we'll play that especially for you thank you thank Thank you very much for taking the time to come into us here this morning thanks
1: Karen We'll